know, some words get used so often that they just kind of get diluted. Like they True. don't have the same the same gulpe, the same punch anymore. Yep. Words like awesome. Yeah. Grand Canyon, awesome. Yep. You know, you talk to your kid, they're eating a cheeseburger, it's awesome. That's awesome. You know, it just kind of it, it loses its punch. Same kind of thing happens with the term deep dive. People say deep dive a lot, and I'm like, you, your whole world is just a kiddie pool. You can't deep, <laughs> you can't deep dive in four inches of water. You, you don't even know that there is such thing as a deep end because you live in the kiddie pool world. True. So somebody who is deep dives in the deepest parts of we're the, talking Grand Canyon deep dive. We're talking here. the oceans, the deepest yeah. oceans, the one, the only Mel K. Yay! Wow, you guys are the best. I love you guys. Uh, it is always uh, my. Incredible pleasure to be here. I'm very honored to be back on Flyover Conservatives. I want to say you guys are doing an incredible job with your show, and uh, and I'm super proud uh, of all the work you guys have put in because it's really an amazing uh, evolution and uh, keeps getting better. Man, thank you. Thank you. Well, you have been a big part of that. Yeah. I mean, we have done the show consistently uh, for a long time, every single week. And, uh, we didn't, we didn't know BlackRock. We didn't no, know. No, we've learned so much. I have taken so many notes. I should have carpal tunnel by the time we I didn't finished know here. Think we didn't no. know. None of these, uh-uh. any of these, these actors we knew until they came along. And so I know we're going to learn a lot more today. For those of you just tuned in for the first time, here's where you need to go. The Mel K show.com. The Mel K. K, letter K, show.com, themelkshow.com. Yep. You want to go there and two things. One, register for the email. It's free. It's what's called 990 free. 990 free. No charge at all. And it, it, it what it does, it ensures that you can continue hearing cutting edge news and get her research and get her intel no matter what happens on the social media landscapes. And so go there, register for the email. Second thing you want to do is this is like, Mel K's gift to the world. It's the best that she can do in a non-deep state way of taking her brain and making it available. And it's a little section on the website called resources. And on the resources section, it's it's literally a, the deep dives on dozens and dozens and dozens of categories and, and, and areas that you want to go into yourself so that you can take this information and own it. You could be you know, the one then that's helped shares this and pays mm-hmm. it forward and moves forward. So the resources section is all the stuff you need to do, yep. everything you ever wanted to know, but didn't know who to ask. You go mm-hmm. right there and get it. And then when we do these uh, shows, we have a lot of images, a lot of, a lot of, uh, headlines and articles, those are designed for you to take and use. So not just there for your viewing pleasure. No, it's there to wake up your friends. To work. This yes. is work, work. This is not, this is a workshop. This mm-hmm. is like work. All right. So you're going to take those, put them in your telegram groups, put them in your Facebook groups, share the information that comes on this show today. Make it a part of your own research. If you want access to the whole file, send us a text 40509, the word Mel. Boom, you get a download of a, of a of a Dropbox link. 40509. That that's the sound when you get a, a text back. Yeah. Boom. Text the word Mel 40509. Boom. Goes right to your phone. Tough back to Tanacton. Right there. <laughs> nice. Nice job. Uh yeah, yeah, that's great. And uh you just reminded me. Uh I am not on Telegram, folks. Only my show runs on a channel. So a lot of people come to me often and say, Oh, you said you shared this on your st-. I don't sell anything, I don't share anything, I don't promote anything. I am not on <laughs> So I'm just reminding you since you brought it up, but yeah, um, do share it on yours. And again, mm-hmm. all of the things that I share, you can just highlight the, the uh, headline of the article and put it in your browser and it'll take you right to that article. 
And and yeah, this is the most important thing. Before the show, we were talking a little bit about um, the Tucker situation and what's going on. Mm-hmm. And again, the the um, they are. This has been a long game. We've talked about it on the show many times. Uh, the misinformation, disinformation, malinformation uh, mm-hmm. coming all the way from the globalists and the corporate uh, entities and multinationals uh, trying to stop information that's against the great narrative of Klaus Schwab. And uh, we have to remember, as it gets smaller, you people watching the show become way more important. So everything that we're sharing here, please go to either my free resource page and get get all the information on anything we're talking about, anything we've ever talked about, or uh, text 40509, get all the images, go through, see what interests you, find your wheelhouse, and uh, go out there and share, be it newsletters, talking to your community, uh, even better, organize a group in your community. Very important that we get together in person. Uh, We cannot be afraid of the PSYOP of January 6th holding us back from meeting with like-minded folks because there is strength in numbers and there's a lot of power in personal connection and uh, getting together, which I'm very excited because I'm about to see you guys uh, in Doral. May 12th and 13th in Miami, I'll be joining the great uh, David and Stacy Whited. And of course, they have a great meet and greet that I always go to. And I'm very, very always honored to be there. So uh, come meet us there, too. So uh, we'll get started. Excited. We're going to be talking about executive orders. Well, I just want to mention it because you did say this in the beginning, but but like we're all Mm -hmm. Tucker now. You right. know, and I know I know Tucker's going to land on his feet. He's not just at he's not just number one in his segment. He's at the top of his game. So wherever he lands, it will be. But your brother in law or your cousin or your neighbor might not see that because it's going to be a you have to go to it and probably find Tucker. He's not going to be again the, the general population, the Fox crowd. They're like feeding teenagers. You know, you give them a bunch of food. They don't taste it. They don't care. They just gobble it all up. No, oh, thank you. This is what's on at eight. Blah, 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 blah. And, and so they'll, Brian Kilmeade or whatever else is on there, they're going to keep going forward with. But we have to be the the arbiters of truth. We have to get it in front of, in a kind, generous way. We have to take the information that Mel's sharing today. And every time mm-hmm. that she opens her mouth, we have to be the ones getting it out there. And historically, over the last two years, She's about 60 to 90 days ahead of whatever Tucker's talking about anyway. And so, but you got to, we have to do that work though now, because honestly, those, those voices are harder to find than, you know, a vitamin at a gas station, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, you have to know what you're looking for and go there to get it. The donuts are everywhere. You know, it's harder to find the truth. And this is where uh, you get it and then Mm -hmm. take it and share it. Yeah. And that's really important. As I as I said to you guys earlier, um, I, I liken what they did to uh, Tucker to what they did to General Flynn, which is they took down somebody that was unimpeachable that honestly, and it was proven, did nothing wrong. Uh, and they took him down, I think, as much to take him down and silence him because of what he knows and was planning to do. But also more than that, uh, to warn us, you know, if they can take down this guy, they can take down anyone. And I feel the same way about Tucker. I feel that they, taking down Tucker was was a threat to all of us that are out there sharing the truth fearlessly. You guys, uh, your motto, speak up, show up, you know, that's what they don't want. And, uh, and we should now double our efforts. And like you said, I, I do worry. Um, we did discuss, and I don't know if everyone's already knows this, but um, I believe that the settlement that happened uh, with Fox News 
Uh, first thing, Staple Street Capital owns or owns a big, the biggest chunk, I guess, of Dominion. Staple Street Capital is a bunch of guys from Carlisle Group. You might remember them from the Cheney uh, Bush Carlisle Group. Also, mm-hmm. Joe Biden seems to have Thanksgiving every year with the head of that Carlisle Group. So now these are people who came from there. Uh, Staple Street Capital bought Dominion in 2018. Uh, what a lot of people are starting to find out, and we've done full shows, uh, even starting two years ago on BlackRock and Vanguard and their ridiculous amount of power, not just here, but with the Great Reset, the World Economic Forum, the CCP. They are not friends of we, the people of the United States, in my opinion, or this nation. They are controlling a lot more than they should be on a very high level. But apparently they are the uh, biggest shareholder with Vanguard of both Fox News and Dominion. So again, what we are watching here is the takedown of free speech, the takedown of information, and the controlling of the narrative by a totally captured corporate state um, state run kind of media. What what we what I keep realizing and telling more and more people, not just from the Twitter drops because we haven't seen the, the Facebook drops, and just this week, Klaus Schwab gave an award to the CEO of Google for his help in fighting misinformation, disinformation. And if people haven't noticed, because they don't do the kind of research I do, I will say in the last three to six months, so much has disappeared from the internet that used to be up there for research purposes, gone. And anything that goes against climate change, which we're going to talk a little bit today about, which is a total uh, fraud, not that we don't need to deal with pollution and with refineries being cleaner and all of that stuff, but ending fossil fuel and CO2. And that whole story is a money laundering and a wealth transfer on the grandest scale. But if you are talking, uh, putting that out there, like the 10,000 scientists that signed the letter uh, objecting to the IPCC and UN climate uh, emergencies, um, you will be removed. So we are in a new phase of the COVID, you know, we had that. Now we're in a climate uh, lock, uh, censorship phase, which is very in high gear, and I can see it happening in real time. So just know that. Um, I also want people to know, since we're getting into this, we talked about it last week, but just a reminder, uh, Klaus Schwab, the UN, and of course the Biden administration all have mentioned that they have hired Klaus Schwab himself, 100,000 uh, online warriors so uh, we already have gotten to a place where we know if something is fact check, it is being hidden and there's something in there that they don't want you to know. So they divert you with a fact check about one piece of the, of the article that's, you know, they can manipulate the language to make it not exactly true. But if you dig into the article, you're going to find something they don't want you to know. Uh, and that is what is going on now, because they, they said that they have all these and they're not just people with 500,000 followers on Twitter or Facebook or whatever. There's, they're putting people in there with a couple hundred to come in and kind of swarm whenever any information is put out on the platforms that they don't want. And it's a organized effort uh, across the entire UN octopus of global control, I call it. And then also the Biden administration is hired uh, and is funding um, apparently a couple thousand, if not more, uh, influencers on uh, all of them, TikTok, uh, Twitter, Facebook, uh, everywhere to uh, do that and to attack videos everywhere. So just everyone know, get everyone's newsletters that you follow, uh, especially David and Stacey's and mine. And uh, you got to be the news now. You know, you have to, every single person, David and I were going back and forth yesterday. Listen, you really don't have to have a following to make a difference because you don't know when somebody's going to follow you or see your content 
and it could take off. And if it doesn't, they might share it and then that could take off. So anywhere you can go to share information, we are now um, have our hands tied behind our back. And and again, they're going after Trump, not just now they're going to, they've two or three more times. So that'll distract a lot of attention. So uh, just everyone know that we're all in this together and that, you know, there really are no teams. There's team save America. Yep. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Well, great put. point. Yeah. So true. So, to remind people that, you know, you, you, everyone, everyone is super important right now. So we're all on the same team all because the, the two of us have shows. You can have a show too. And believe me, neither, none of us thought anyone would watch us either. So just <laughs> Just start. It really is just about taking the first steps and building and growing and learning. And, you know, it works. Um, so today's show, uh, <laughs> I, I wanted to um, warn everyone. Uh, David, Stacy, and I have been talking about the World Economic Forum, IMF, World Bank, UN, our common agenda, uh, digital ID that they've been talking about for a very long time. Um, this is not new stuff. It's actually been backed by, uh, of course, the usual suspects, uh, Gates and uh, and uh, Omidar and all of the uh, left-wing open society. Uh, a lot of them, obviously, Google, Google, uh, Schmidt Futures. Eric Schmidt is behind the scenes running uh, AI, science, technology from his Schmidt Futures, but really an advisor to the Biden regime. Um, but this digital identity, and again, I, everything I tell you, you can look up, but also important to go weforum.org. Anything I tell you, you go put, push it in there and you are going to find some horrifying true information that cannot be denied or called a conspiracy theory because it's on their own website. So uh, this digital identity that they're pushing forward with, I believe that the executive order that Biden and all of these executive orders are unconstitutional. All of these agencies are unconstitutional. The more agencies they make, the more liberty of all of ours they're taking away. And they know what they're doing. These are we, these are communist tactics. But we have to understand that the digital ID in their plans, uh, all of them together, Biden regime is 100 percent in, in on this with the Davos crew and the banking cartel. But they would track your health care, financial services, food and sustainability, travel and mobility. Um, humanitarian response, e-commerce, social platform uh, performance, e-government, telecommunications, and smart city data. So you would have a uh, social credit score and a environmental credit score and a health <laughs> compliance credit score, a smart city, a smart... It all connects to the internet of body, internet of things, as I've told you guys many times on the show. Uh, the entire framework is already built. Uh, as a matter of fact, I believe... Uh, Elon Musk is one of the builders of the satellites that uh, click in for the Internet of Body, Internet of Things, Fourth Industrial Revolution to work. So what happened uh, last week that a couple people talked about, but they only, as usual, talked about a little bit of Executive Order 12898, the Executive Order Joe Biden signed, revitalizing our nation's commitment to environmental justice for all. Uh, first and foremost, I want to uh, explain that environmental justice is a made up, <laughs> is not a real thing. Okay. That's not a real thing. It's like Buddha judge out there, the good old road scholar following, following orders uh, is telling everyone that roads and highways are racist. And of course, this is telling you everything is racist. The head of HUD is saying that um, apparently uh, home appraisers are racist. And, uh, and as we know, they um, now have another uh, affirmative thing connected to this, that they need to go into all suburbs in America and put in enough low income housing and high rises to make it fair and equitable. Mm -hmm. So, again, 
this is another thing that it, it claims to be um, they will define what environmental justice means again. Well, anything with the word justice in there should be like a trigger, like, yeah. like to get your attention, yeah. because there is no such thing as social justice or it's just justice. Justice right. is justice. When you attach an agenda to it, that means it's no longer just because the justice is attached to mm-hmm. somebody else's predetermined uh, well-being. That's that, that undermines the mm-hmm. word justice. Right. And this in particular, what is our environmental justice? And and listen, this is uh, I'll get into it. And it's, it's part of something else called Justice 40 that I'll, I'll explain as we go along. But what I do want you to know is the scarier part of this uh, bill is that in there is something called a, a scorecard, environmental justice scorecard, just like we talked about last week with the HRC um, uh, equality index that is already functioning in the corporate world and will be coming to you. Uh, this is another level of another way to track, trace, surveil, score. Uh, and honestly, it is it is also connected to the same people that are behind critical race theory. Um, and because those are the people that were at the signing and cheering it on. A lot of times, if you look at who's at the executive order signing, you can figure out who's really behind it because Joe Biden, as we know, is doing nothing. And when you see that it's these environmental justice groups, like the ones that have been pushing diversity, equity, inclusion, and, um, and a lot of these unconstitutional, and people should remember all of this anti-racist racism is is against the 1964 Civil Rights Act, which already passed a long time ago. A lot of this is very illegal, uh, especially in hiring and giving spots in academia. And now with this environmental justice, social credit uh, program, none of this is legal. Okay, it's all uh, illegal. But as we know, we have a Department of Justice that is in on it. And again, this is um, people keep forgetting that the real enemy isn't really the Democrats. They don't exist anymore. And the ones that do, believe me, will be uh, making themselves obviously going for RFK probably and not Biden. But, you know, they're going to do whatever they can to destroy him, of course. But I do uh, want people to understand all of these executive orders are aimed at one thing and one thing only. One party system, total control, total behavior modification, total control, hugest transfer of wealth freedom and privacy. You will lose all privacy from all of this. And on top of that, I do not believe that any of these programs, diversity, equity, inclusion, anti-racist, CRT, are helping the black community at all. No. I honestly no. feel that they are using the black community to uh, and the LGBTQ plus community. I believe they're using both of those communities. Uh, basically, uh, like Ron Paul has always said for decades, uh, if you use a small group, and uh, a very fringe group, like 0.7% uh, for some of the trans stuff or whatever. And you say that you're going to put in new laws, new agencies, all that for that minority group. The real goal is to take a huge amount of personal and individual liberty from the whole. Mm-hmm. It's never about the little group. It's always about what you're taking in general under the guise of pretending to care. Uh, I always say on a lot of shows, you know, Black Lives Matter raised a hundred billion dollars, and not one cent of that seems to have gone to the middle class or um, impoverished Black communities at all. And Black communities are starting to stand up and ask. And now they've changed the, the conversation because this is how the psyops and mind control and all of it goes. Now they're all talking about reparations. If they didn't get any of the money from the hundred billion dollars raised by corporations and banks, 
uh, and people for Black Lives Matter, why do they think that they would get one cent from whatever right. comes from reparations? It, it's these are huge financial transfers of wealth to the to the globalist elite oligarchy under the guise of climate, under the guise of equality or not equality now, equity. Forget equality. That's old school. You know, so that <laughs> that's where we are. Um, I do want to talk a little bit about this uh, environmental justice. This is a, a lot of these things are brand new terms created by this administration and the people running it uh, again to take mostly uh, the power from the whole, keep putting in new regulations, new laws, new, new things like that. So this is headed by something that doesn't exist yet, folks. Chief Environmental Justice Officer. This is a new uh, group, White House Office of Environmental Justice. So they're creating a whole new bureaucracy that you and I will be paying for with our taxpayer dollars for something that's not a real thing and has never been defined and is, is kind of ludicrous when you read about it. But so it focuses on ensuring that minorities and low income people, uh, but again, they pick who they, who that is, uh, is subjected to disproportionate environmental harms. So somehow all the climate change stuff that's caused by all humans, apparently, affects the black community and the uh, uh, minority community more than it does everyone else, because that's how the environment works. Right. We're immune to it. Right. So it just Mm -hmm. picks certain colors or incomes and kind of it's much worse there for some reason, you know, this is across the board. So they will be picking what, um, what groups are disproportionately harmed environmentally because of a legacy of racial discrimination in America and systematic racism. Uh, they go on to say that all agencies agency wide, which means literally all agencies will notify nearby communities in the event of a release of a toxic substance from a federal facility and direct agencies to address gaps in science data research related to environmental justice. Okay. To me, that makes no sense. So now they're going to tell the community if something is released in the area, like we all know about Flint, that was a, that was not a community of color. There was a farming community in you know, Michigan or, or what just happened in Pennsylvania that everyone's forgotten about in Palestine but apparently now there's a whole new group of people that will be in charge of that. And then um, they will use uh, gaps in science data and research, not mm. really how they're going to get these this data and stuff to address environmental justice in that area first. So uh, I guess if there's an, a disaster of some sort, they will be prioritizing environmental justice first. Now, the weird thing is when he was talking about it, he mentioned um, social credit. But he, he kind of skipped over it, but kind of, you know, I heard it. <laughs> so you're like, wait, so, wait, ding, 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 ding. What's this? Right. So, okay. The executive order charges federal agencies across the board. So all of the federal agencies, not just the Department of Energy and EPA and anything you would think has to do with all unconstitutional, but has to do with environment. I'm talking DHS, you know, uh, every Department of Labor, Department of Commerce. So this is... So they're saying it's environmental justice. I'm just trying to show how they do a quick, they do sleight of hands, but, and and kind of say something, something, but then why would all those other agencies have to have departments within them that the environmental justice strategic plans and assessments will be needed to be submitted from all 40 agencies? So Mm. 
how is that right? And then it says they're going to uh, assess justice efforts and developing, implementing, and periodically updating environmental justice strategic plans. Uh, and they will be submitted to the, another new thing, White House Council on Environmental Quality. <laughs> I mean, they, you know, I, this is just adding to people that work for and are dependent on the government. We have to also remember, as they keep expanding the government under this rogue regime, um, they keep also adding people that are financially dependent on the government. You yes. know, this is very much Mao's China and, and the way a lot of these uh, dictatorships and uh, tyrannies work is that, you know, if you're not you're working for the government, so your paycheck comes from the government. So you're not going to buck the system because that's your livelihood. And then there's the other side of, you know, they want 40 percent of Americans to get either universal basic income or uh, a package of included in this as well. Um uh, subsidies and other things from the government. So if the government is your boss or your financial system or who pays you or who keeps, pays your rent, you know, they're thinking, well, you'll just keep voting for Democrats until yeah. you realize mm -hmm. that you really voted for a one party communist system that doesn't have sides. But, you know, let's let's keep going. It, let's, um, it's your, it's your benefactor for sure. One thing that scares me, you talk about the social credit, like, Anybody knows, like, have you ever gone, like, to, you're going to, you know, you're going to get a loan for something. Hey, we're going to get a new car. We're going to mm -hmm. get a mortgage. Well, we better look at our credit report, right. you know? So you go through that and you're like, oh man, what's the, I didn't know that was on there. And it says this was 30 days late. And you're like, I was never 30 days late. Then you track down right. your credit card company mm -hmm. and they're like, no, you weren't ever late. Well, that says here on TransUnion, I was late. Well, so then they got to write a letter. Can you send yeah. me a letter so mm -hmm. I can verify that? I'll send that to them. Okay. Received it. Check back. It's still there. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, I better get this off before we submit our loan. Mm -hmm. Like I, I never lived at this address. How'd this address even mm -hmm. get right. on here? So, and that's just your, your actual credit report that is actually based on pretty documentable payment records. Mm -hmm. What if it's like how nice you are or, you know, or how, how speak out against the government or any of these other things, how are you supposed to ever go back and clean this up and mm -hmm. defend this? Like my ability to move, travel, live, date, do what, what, whatever they want to attach to it in the future is all based on, on the same kind of a system that I've got to work my butt off before I get a home mortgage just to prove I wasn't 30 days late on a credit card payment or I I mean, too many Oreo cookies last month. So I can't have right. anything this month, you know, or, or I voted for Donald Trump, you yeah. know, I mean, that's where it's going, you guys. So that, that, that's a, that's a ding for sure. This is where we're going today. And, and it gets crazier. I'm so glad you said that because everyone out there knows that feeling. I certainly do. Oh, having it's, it, addresses on my, on yeah, my credit yeah. card. Lived at, you know, that I, I paid late three years ago and it's going to be on there for seven years, even though it was the first month of COVID and yep. nobody knew what they were doing. And now, you know, and you try to, I forgot it off, but it takes six months. It's, <laughs> it's yeah. a lot of work. It you got to, you got to really be on it. So if it's, if you got like right. 10 of these going around, mm -hmm. you know, right. of that, you got to keep on top of, mm -hmm. holy right. cow, forget yeah. it, man. I'm Amish, man. I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah. So we're getting there because if you keep reading this executive order, it says through the environmental justice scorecard. Okay. You're, you're on the right track, David. A new government-wide assessment of federal agencies' efforts to advance environmental justice. Scorecard, okay, has uh, the feel, and as he's speaking about these scorecards in his speech, all I'm hearing is uh, basically um, what I know. And, you know, they're, they're working with Eric Schmidt, who came up with a, what's going on in China. So I wanted um, Colton, while we're, while we're here, 
if you could play the, the Chinese credit score video I sent you, uh, that would be really good right now. Social media data can complement traditional forms of data, like credit bureau data, to assign credit scores to existing and new customers who potentially have no existing financial history. This data, provided by a consenting credit applicant, can provide FSPs with detailed information on the characteristics of an individual, including their education, employment, number of friends or followers, and frequency of social interactions. From these and other attributes, you can develop algorithms which predict a client's willingness and ability to repay loans, thereby serving as an alternative credit score. This allocation of credit worthiness can help customers gain access to credit that they would not previously have been eligible for. Visit i2ifacility.org to find out more on the application of social media data in the financial sector. Your customer's social media data is sensitive. Always use it in a responsible way that protects your customer's privacy and dignity. Bill and Melinda Gates, are you kidding me? Okay, break that down for me because that was a lot of word salad coming quick. Yeah, that's already rolled out, and that was a, a commercial from their uh, from their uh, plan in Africa. So uh, that is what they're talking about. So they have the mechanism for it, and then as you continue to to read some of the stuff about this, there's also a um, what you were talking about as well is that they now are talking about the Biden administration uh, is talking about redistribution uh, for our credit. Uh, where high uh, risk loan costs to homeowners go to good credit. So uh, this new thing that he also proposed last week is a rule that says that um, if that people that have good credit would be subsidizing mortgages for high risk borrowers. So it's saying basically that exp- uh, like what they're saying is if you have a credit score of say 680, you would pay around $40 more per month on a mortgage, 400,000 mortgage under these rules, uh, then you would, um, uh, then you would, then uh, somebody that needs to be subsidized with a lower credit rating would pay. So they're going to start penalizing people when it comes to getting mortgages. This is just one step uh, by charging people more on their mortgage loan to pay for the possibility that that high risk mortgage won't work out i mean that's just one. Well, that, that makes that, no sense whatsoever. No, that's good it evens it all out that oh way yeah everybody has a fair mm-hmm. shot yeah and and as you you know a bunch of these things are coming in and they all a lot of them are coming under this this new executive order because in inside of this executive order it also says that the president is working to ensure that all people regardless of race background income ability tribal affiliation or zip code uh, can benefit from vital safeguards enshrined in our nation's foundational environmental and civil rights laws. You know, what? I what? mean, what is that about? Yeah. So he's also equating uh, air quality, water quality, risks of asthma, cancer, and other health burdens, as well as access to green space, safe, affordable housing, and clean transportation. 
And this all uh, is attached to something that he passed a long time ago called um, Justice 40. So while this is being posed as environmental justice and an environmental justice scorecard, Mm. it's also when you look at who is involved and who's thanking him and what's going on, it leads to something called Justice 40, which was passed in 2021. Uh, Justice 40 basically supports, it's a a left, obviously, like a socialist environmentalist collective that supports the development and implementation of new systems and the federal government that address the critical race theory influence concepts of racial, economic and environmental justice. This includes institutionalizing the critical race theory influence concepts of environmental, climate, racial and economic justice into specific funding approaches and federal practices, policies, and systems more broadly. That 40% means that 40% of the government's money, that would be our taxes, is to be reinvested in disadvantaged communities with um, strong guardrails that include critical race theory influence, justice-oriented criteria. That'll fix everything right there. Yeah. Because here's what's always proven to work well. When you see a problem, here's the fix throw money at it. Yeah. That's yeah. The, every problem in the world is simply mm-hmm. a lack of government funding. That's and without that, us agreeing to it or money. even knowing about it, which, which I do got to phrase it too. And it, it, people need to be careful and use this term. Like the government will pay for it. the government does not have mm-hmm. money, right? They have no money. They have our money that they distribute at their own pleasure. Mm-hmm. But they don't have their own money. They don't build anything. They don't make anything. They don't provide any services. They don't generate revenue. They just squeeze revenue from you and do whatever they want with it. But they don't have money. Right, right. Yeah. And again, within this executive order, there's a whole section about strengthening engagement with communities and mobilizing federal agencies to confront existing and legacy barriers and injustice. And it's also about promoting and gathering the latest science data research, including on cumulative impacts. And this would be under the very heavily influenced um, National Science and Technology Council of the Office of Science and Technology Policy, which we did a show on about a year ago, is filled with people that are connected to Schmidt Futures and Eric Schmidt, who is behind the scenes with our Department of Defense, obviously Google, Create, helped create the entire framework for the social credit score in China. It also says expand interagency coordination and launch a new office of environmental justice within the White House Council. So uh, that would then open, I guess, the DOJ to be involved in something called environmental justice of some sort. Oh. Uh, and then honor and build on the foundation of ongoing environmental justice work. Uh, and that would be... Um, and then, and of course, this all goes around in circles. Uh, this is connected to something that the Clintons were going to put in, but they never did. So now they've stepped it up and they now have also um, the executive order reflects the values, goals and recommendations of the White House Environmental Justice Advisory Council, which everyone should check out those folks. Yes. Yeah, say who's on that? Yeah. Well, you know, the the, the original, uh, all of the people that we're, we've talked about, everyone behind the infrastructure bill, we got the carries there, we got the envi- Grand Home, we got, uh, you know, uh, all of the, like, all Podesta, I guess, is running the Green New Deal bill. 
And, um, and a lot of this, so this is actually um, the Environmental Justice Advisory Council is um, a whole bunch of people that are, you would, you would assume, uh, fit that dynamic and that narrative. So people can go look it up. They're not well-known names, but if you do look at it, you're going to find that these are people that are um, chosen through diversity, equity, inclusion, hiring, and that they, a lot of them are part of uh, the uh, White House Council on uh, uh, Environmental Justice Interagency Council, and that they're creating all these new bureaucracies. The National Environmental Justice Advisory Council is also working with the EPA. So that would be uh, the Environmental Protection Agency, obviously. Mm -hmm. And then, um, but what's scary is if you, if you continue through this executive order, it also says, this is where I believe you better watch out because they're coming for a, a lot bigger game here. If you keep reading, you're going to find publishing the first ever environmental justice scorecard, the Office of Management and Budget, for some reason, uh, and the U.S. Digital Services are publishing phase one of environmental justice scorecard, the first government-wide assessment of federal agencies' efforts to advance environmental justice. Uh, the scorecard will establish baseline for tracking uh, efforts through 24 agencies of environmental justice through the Justice 40 Initiative. <laughs> so the Justice 40 Initiative is a all of uh, government critical race theory uh, environmental just, justice program. And uh, it goes on to say that this would, scorecard incorporates recommendations from that same group and uh, justice Environmental justice stakeholders. Where does that come from? Stakeholders. That's what we talk about a lot when we talk about stakeholder capitalism and the World Economic Forum partners. Um, and there's a whole bunch of other things here. And like I said, the uh, crazy part about all of this is that it actually goes into, it says in total, hundreds of federal programs are being reimagined and transformed to meet the Justice 40 goals. And um, and to uh, advance their, um, I guess their their uh, diversity, equity, inclusion in all aspects, using critical race theory as the backbone, and to fight systematic racism. So uh, that's the first thing that you should know. In the meantime, on the back end, we have somehow Maxine Waters. I don't know. Is running the House Committee on Financial Services. Why not? Why not? Yeah, it no makes kidding. too much sense. So, so that's really weird. So she's talking about, what did you say, David? Dramatically overhauling the U.S. credit reporting industry. Her and Ayanna Presley, a Democrat in <laughs> America, uh, are rethinking credit scores. Guess what they think? They think that good credit should be decided by the government. Oh. They would like credit scores as another... Uh, underneath the government. So uh, Maxine Waters is saying for too long, credit reporting system has kept people of color and low income as if we haven't been affected as much. <laughs> so I have. I've had to fight them multiple times. Um, so she says credit reporting system has kept people of color and low income people from access to capital to start small businesses, access mortgage loans, become homeowners, access to credit, meet, uh, meet financial emergencies. Uh, we do remember, I, I think everyone recalls when um, Bill Clinton wanted everyone to have a house. So they just decided to give mortgages to everyone and yeah. not check their credit. And that ended up in the housing bubble that imploded our financial system, though there's many levels to that. But just remember that. So 
they put back and are pushing against something called the Comprehensive Credit Act, Protecting Your Credit Score Act of 2021. And they're saying it's long overdue. And See, that sounds like a good thing, though. Just you just said that. Say that phrase again one more time. Comprehensive Credit, credit Act. The Comprehensive Credit Act, pr- protecting your was it was it credit, had, protecting your credit score act of twenty twenty one. Yeah, heck of a deal. That sounds fine. Yeah. Like who? Right. Would, so good at the. Would verbiage. anybody not want their credit protected? Right. No, clearly. Right. Well, I'm glad Biden's doing some stuff in there. You're like you just see that it just it just goes right by. Yep. Right. Because the the phrasing is so smooth. True. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, the, the king of uh, of nudge and, and uh, tactical mind control, Cass Sunstein's, I'm sure, back there helping somewhere to put to help with the language. Nudge. That's what it's called. Nudge theory. You know, yep. just kind of nudge people towards it by telling them it's a good thing or the Mop Bailey. You know, this is really good, except for read yeah. the mind. They, all the sound, they sound great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the fine print here says replacing the privately run three credit bureau system with a public credit registry run by the U- United States government. So then, then throw in the central bank digital. Government. Oh my gosh. And, uh, you were talking, but this is not the job of the federal government. This is totally unconstitutional. This is not what DC is supposed to be doing. And uh, again, this is called communism. It's communism, socialism, one one socialism, communism folks are, and end up being the same thing. And as Margaret Thatcher said, uh, the problem with communism slash socialism is you at some point run out of other people's money mm-hmm. and uh, is redistributing wealth. So what yep. they want, they want, um, they, uh, uh, they said that uh, the, if it went to the government and the government controlled your credit scores, now think about this environmental justice scorecard on top of that. If they control your credit scores, they'll be more responsible to public pressure and government oversight. That's if you don't get arrested protesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, then let's it's, just say China. Right, right. They could also be tried with developing credit scoring models to reduce racial and economic inequality in our country. So if you continue to move on um, and, and really look into this, you're going to find, as usual, um, this was actually proposed at the World Economic Forum event in January 25 and, uh, 25th to 29th. Uh, not that long ago, to the whole world through the United Nations as usual. And this was at the 21 event, but I want to remind people, they're calling it uh, on the worldwide agenda, if you go look at it, it's called alternative credit scoring. But this is a slow burn for the Biden regime to put in alternative credit scoring. You put in the ESG, and then last week we did the uh, Corporate Equality Index, which is coming for you personally. Now we have the Environmental Justice Scorecard. Now they're talking about making... Uh, credit scores, taking it away from those private agencies that are bad enough to deal with, but you can deal with them to put it into the government. And then, you know, you think about big picture that um, digital ID that they've all been promoting through the UN and Gates Foundation and who and, and World Economic Forum and the World Bank. So put that all together and think about that. Now, with with this new alternative social credit scoring that connects to this bill, okay, uh, it's saying traditional credit scoring relies on limited sources for insights on an individual's financial behavior. What they'd like to do is take data from online social networks, mobile phone records, apps, oh psychometric and biometric data, and other perimeters that are currently being used to evaluate potential borrowers and turn that into a scoring system. Okay. Would that be like an Apple Watch and different things like that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, uh, and that, that's basically, that's why I tell people it all, it all seems like it's for your convenience, but you got to pay attention 
Um, they also say it's a way to accelerate financial inclusion, of course, serve as a model for emerging economies. Uh, the alternative credit score would um, help people without financial history. Uh, and basically, they're saying they're saying that this is all to help uh, uh, credit in- invisibles to get credit and build credit history through alternative um uh, I guess scale and, and different data than they use than financial data, even though all of this stuff is supposed to be to get loans, student loans, business loans, mortgages, all of that. But when you have no money and you have a central bank digital currency uh, that are programmable tokens, this would all make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. But if you don't look, if you look at it in pieces, it doesn't look like it's all connected. But the way that this group, this O Biden installed regime is working is they're doing things incrementally and one after another. Mel, can I ask you a question? You went to some pretty prestigious, uh, you went to some pretty prestigious schools and I, I was asked to leave a junior college. So maybe you can help me with this. You're smarter than me. Trust me. It took me 22 years to pay off my students. Uh, <laughs> and, 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 you've, and you've read all these things in, in, in their entirety. Is there any language in here that says something like, Oh, Let's teach increased amounts of financial literacy in our schools. Let's no. let's it's it's you know uh, budgeting. Um, let's teach you know uh, responsible use of money and resources. Mm-hmm. You know, like is there anything in that, that that says, "Hey, we're going to improve the ability of future generations to set the sail of their boat better in no. order to get a better result"? Is there any kind of language like that, or is it just? Every disparity has to have a problem that the government can fix by harming this person, put more weight in the saddle of this horse so this horse can run faster. Is there any? Yeah. No, there's nothing. And and the problem, the reason, I'm so glad you're saying that because one of the things that we're doing right now is we're fighting um, these ludicrous um, CRT and LGBTQ and all that stuff in school is we're, we're also not paying attention to what they're not doing. Uh, the math level of our, of our nation is so low while China and Russia and India and all the other nations are really, really pushing math and science education, we are removing it. Uh, and this is by design. And I, and I want to make it very clear what you're saying is very important. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, the Biden administration is uh, still pushing around this proposal. And honestly, the more you read what they're saying about all these different scoring and credit scores, be it the ESG or this environmental justice scorecard or the consumer quality index, or now this, thing that they want this um the government run credit reporting system rather than private is uh they're basically saying that the the government would develop algorithms that diminish the impact of past discrimination deliver transparent credit scoring provide greater data security and offer a public accountable way to resolve disputes through the government to use um the use of credit information for non-lending purposes hello such as employment, housing, insurance will be curtailed somehow because the government will be on top of it. Mm-hmm. And to me, this just I, all of this lines up with the central bank digital currency, the end of yeah. of privacy in spending, and a total top down control where you are um, where you benefit or you are penalized uh, by this. Now, uh, Colton, can you play uh, the CCP woman? talking about getting her, her social credit score printout. I sent you. This is... Good morning, I'm Chen. Beijing is getting warm. I'm going to take a trip around the city, and most importantly, I want to show you something that you can only do it in China. 
Usually, if you rent something, you pay deposit. But in China, you have another option, just like this bike. This bike is not mine. I rent it and I pay one yuan per hour. But when I took it away, I didn't pay any deposit. Why is it? The Chinese government officially announced the plan to build up a nationally coordinated social credit system in 2014. In 2015, Alibaba subsidiary and financial launched Sesame Credit, a private credit system. All your shopping habits, your bank statement, and if you pay your bill on time will affect your Sesame Credit. For example, my Sesame Credit is 745, that's why I can rent the bike without deposit. Bikes are cheap, but what about the car? See? There is a sharing car. Generally, as far as I know, a deposit money for a sharing car is around 1,000 yuan. If you look at my bag, I can't afford a car, definitely. I can have five handbags like this with 1,000 yuan. Let's see what I can do with this sharing car. Yes, it says 700. Trustworthy people should be given enough rewards, but for those who break trust, should also pay for it. It brings me to another part of the government social credit system. Here I am at the Supreme People's Court in Beijing. Till February 2019, over 30 million people are named in a list of dishonest persons subject to enforcement by this court. They cannot go traveling by planes, they cannot go traveling by high-speed trains, they cannot go to luxury restaurants, and they can't get a golf courses. They are unable to get an insurance, and they can't even rent a house. If trust is broken in one place, restrictions are imposed everywhere. Actually, personal scorning system has been present in the West for decades. For example, eBay has a rating system for shipping times and communication. Uber passengers and drivers both rate each other. And many companies in the U.S. are using FICO scores to determine many financial decisions. China's social credit system that is crazy, So Mel. she talked about the U.S. FICO score system there as well. I want can, can I make one comment on this whole this whole issue? My my dad bounced actually around the time I was conceived. I'm the youngest of six kids, and so uh, my whole pathway of figuring this stuff out was clunky and it was hard, and and we had some setbacks. We had to eventually establish our credit with like a prepaid credit card mm-hmm. where I had to give them five hundred dollars to get like two hundred dollars in credit. You know that's how bad it was in our early twenties. And I clawed my way out of that. And both of my kids, I've had to go through this process of sitting down with them, walking through this. Hey, here's a good move. Here's not a good move. Walking them through that. The, the, like they're standing on my shoulders, not because we held someone else down, but because the emphasis was on a family where we could help them have a leg up. The, the father being there is the biggest difference between what I had to overcome. Now, single mom, great. You know, you can overcome it. 
but an advantage is having both mm-hmm. and, and working them through that. Like these things like this score, they don't just happen naturally and or like with, without mm-hmm. the education there simply by making it harder for someone else. Yeah. I mean, the scariest part is that what they're doing is communism. They're making, they're making the government, your father. Yep. They're making your, 100%. your government your, mm-hmm. is now your, who's going to, you're going to get in trouble. And, and people have to just put together all these dots. There's a lot out there. It's central bank, digital currency. Mm-hmm. This is this, this is that. You have to understand they're setting it up to put us into a digital track and trace surveillance prison. And the weapon will be money. Mm-hmm. And the weapon will be what you can yeah. consume, what you can buy, where you can go, what you can do. And see that girl as a propagandist for the this thing. But what I've learned from CCP Defector that I've been talking to a lot and getting a lot of and reading up on and learning more and more about it is that a lot of these people don't even know anything else. So your grandkids that are beautiful babies right mm-hmm. now might not ever know freedom at all. You know, right. or ever make those choices. If we allow this to go forward the way it is, this is yep. all about. It is the exact same model as Mao, uh, from forty nine forward. Speak to anyone that was in China mm. before Mao in nineteen forty nine. You're going to hear how it changed, and every step of the way has happened to us already. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for each thing that's coming in. So, I thought the interesting part about that propaganda piece for, for the social credit score was that at the end of it, she starts talking about what they're already using it in America. And don't forget, BlackRock is running freely in CCP China, where every company is supposed to go through the CCP. So do we think that they're not? That's not how it works. And a lot of this same technology and stuff is the ESG score. And now they're adding on and adding on everything that she discussed in that. And then when I trace it all, as usual... I, uh, everything always, I'm telling you, and it's not conspiracy. It's nothing like that. Everything always leads back to the world economic forum. And why is that? I believe again, that this is the, it's, it's a front group. It's a hub, but, but it is all of the language that it continues to come out is exactly the same. And, and, and that is in all of Biden's executive orders. They're very, very similar. And then it, and then again, if you go in, so if you go to the world, weform.org and you put in, as I tell you always to do, so that you can say it's not a conspiracy theory, uh, Reuters and fact checkers and AP and all of you, uh, you know, state controlled, mm-hmm. uh, dangerous frauds, um, you can just go there and uh, you can find a whole section. The new approach to credit scoring is accelerating financial inclusion in emerging economies. This came uh, out uh, right after Joe Biden became president. And um, every single thing that is in this World Economic Forum, uh, alternative credit scoring, um, there's a whole breakdown, there's a whole strategic section. New scoring, ACS, they call it, works with artificial intelligence and social media instead of paper-based scoring methods that depend on consumers having a bank account. It goes through to say, basically... That the U.S. credit scoring focuses primarily on banking and financial data, goes through all of that, basically tells you that that's not fair and that it should really include location data, utility usage and payments, asset ownership, social media, psychometric and biometric tests, conventional sources such as bureau reports are not as important but will be included, and then uh, all, all kinds of alternative information that will be logged into an algorithm 
And uh, eventually the algorithm will ask you. So therefore you will not even know what, why that's happening. And then if you put that together with what we know about the tokens and the executive orders for the central bank digital currency, and then the biometric data, and then you know, all of them, you really add up to the, social, the Chinese Communist Party social credit score coming to America really fast. And they have to do it before, uh, I think, before people start really noticing on a grand mm -hmm. scale, which is getting to that point, which is why they have to shut down Tucker. And also, again, we talked about on here, but people have to really start calling, fighting, standing up, getting together to fight the Restrict Act. It has nothing to do with TikTok. It is about taking down Rumble and Truth Social and anyone off of anywhere, YouTube and, and regular legacy media, if they go against any of this stuff. And um, I have to say the Great Reset, Build Back Better, Fourth Industrial, a lot of this really is about the, their financial system failing, mm -hmm. the corporations' financial system getting ta being in, as in debt as we are. They're just adding money to our debt. How are they going to pay for that? Well, they're not. <laughs> they're nope. not going to pay for it. What they're going to do is transfer all of us into this. And and again, uh, all of this social credit means that you get your fines and and your you know you can't buy stuff certainly gas or or meat or plane tickets or whatever. But then they'll also be uh, deducting out of your account when you violate anything that they're tracking. Um, I just want to play before we go, and then we'll wrap up. Um, I just want to play for anyone out there that is still in a world where they say, I don't know, it doesn't seem like it's all coming from the top down from this globalist elite oligarchy that meets in Davos and then, you know, and hangs out at the World Health Organization and on Wall Street. Um, if we could just end on our favorite guy, Noah Harari, who always <laughs> tells you the truth, by the way, and you should believe that. Uh, talking about the social credit score that they would like to implement worldwide through the UN, our common agenda that we've discussed that Joe Biden is apparently signing on to in 2023. Go ahead. Now, in the coming years, in the coming decades, we will face individual discrimination and it might actually be based on a good assessment of who you are. I mean, if AT&T, if the algorithms and the big data algorithms of AT&T, they follow you around, they look up your Facebook profile, your DNA, your records from kindergarten until today, they will be able to figure out quite accurately who you are. And if they, for example, find out that, oh, he lacks motivation on the, on the X scale, on the Harari scale, or the Friedman scale of, motiv of, of self-motivation, 0 to 10, he is just 7.1. And we don't want to accept to our company people of less than 8.2. And we know from experience that, yes, we can give you a little push, but you just lack what we need. And you will not be able to do anything or almost anything about this discrimination, first of all, because it's just you. They don't discriminate against you or me because you're Jewish or gay or black or whatever, because you're you. Wow. Did you say the, the Harari, Harari scale? scale? Yeah, you know, he's crazy, you know. Uh, he's God, didn't you know? It's oh, funny. my gosh. Right. But yeah, no, so we have to realize that this is a part of it. It's a top-down, it's total control, and you can look at each of these things. Like you said, you, you look at the initial language. These people are very good at this. These people are people who have constructed color revolutions since, like, Samantha Power was at the UN, and, 
and all of that. And you got Eisen and you got, you know, all these guys that use lawfare and everything. They know at Weissman, they know how to manipulate words. So just like Agenda 2030 is the total opposite of good for humanity or sustainable. But everything that you read, uh, we, we've done it on shows. You can decode it and it means the opposite. And it means that only they have control. So, you know, keep in mind um, all of this stuff and really reject it. Look, we still have local power. A lot of our local politicians are bought and paid for already by these same people. Keep an eye out what's going on. Like I said, at least follow 10 of your local politicians, city council, you know, a land management, some of the clerk, whatever, and look at what's going on. See if there's things connected to the World Economic Forum, to sustainable, to Agenda 2030, to this Justice 40. Mm -hmm. Like really, this is not this is not the right direction. And again, they're saying that it's about equality or no, not equality. They're saying it's about equity, diversity, inclusion. No, it's about limiting all of our freedom, all of our individual liberty, and eliminating all of our privacy and controlling behavior. Yeah. Uh, and again, this will this will manifest into uh, Darwinism on steroids and eugenics. And if people don't think that it will, this is what they're saying. They will deprive you of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness through digital means and technology, and you will have no way out. So um, please, everyone, look up these things. You can uh, text 40509 to get a little more information. And, um, and I just want people to know they're doing it slow burn like the frog in the water and boiling water. And you don't want to be that frog when you realize it's too late. Uh, so thank you guys for letting me talk about this. Oh, and this I is huge. Thank you, Mel. Thank you, Mel, for all the research that you do and helping to get this information out. The part we can play is to help to, to share this, share right. this video, as well as go in, get the graphics, put them on your Facebook, send them to friends, help wake people up so that they're aware and they can also join the fight. So thank you, Mel, yeah. for your time. We really appreciate it. Thank you guys. I really appreciate it. And you know what? Just send make an email newsletter like we have. It's easy to do. You can do it yep. yourself. It doesn't have to be fancy. And just say, look at this executive order. Look at this executive order. Look at this. Look at this. Put them all together and send yeah. one of these videos or something. Look them up and uh, mm -hmm. say, look, this is way out. They are already done. They already yeah. have this. The only thing they need is our compliance. And we don't need to comply. They have no authority. Uh, and, and it's unconstitutional, all these executive orders. But uh, keep fighting. Thank you, guys. I love you. And I will see you in Miami. Whoop, whoop. Thanks, Excited. Mel. Thanks, Mel. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by go, you know, the, you know the thing. We will shut you down. We will cite you. And if we need to, we will arrest you. And we will take you to jail. Period. I wasn't thinking of the Bill of Rights when we did this. But no amendment. No amendment to the Constitution is absolute. God actually spoke to me. He spoke about sacredness. He said to me, Kim, what I place in many, many people is sacred. And if anybody touches what is sacred to me, then it is the end for them. So what I've done in the United States of America is sacred. And there are people on every side that are trying to destroy what I sacred and it's not going to happen this is the definition of criminal conspiracy racketeering and collusion this is not a theory this is evidence because i have upheld this country to spread the light to the rest of the world when you choose go and get the sacred thing that God put to the very heart of the soil.
this nation. This was sacred to God. This reawakened tour is literally what it means. It has reawakened the American heart. That's Freedom Train. The Freedom! Freedom Train. We got that event coming up here in May. And I we're know, excited. it's going to be at the Trump Doral, and what a perfect location. It is absolutely beautiful. But we're going to have the cast of crew around President Trump. Yeah. You're going to have Peter Navarro. You're going to have Devin Nunes. You're going to have Ari Trump. You're going to have Laura Trump. You're going to have Clay Clark. These people that surround him, that talk to him regularly, are going to be there, and you're going to have an opportunity to meet them. And we're going to have such a great time. It is May. Very exciting the 12th time. and the 13th, and it's not too late. You can still get tickets. All you have to do is text 918-851-0102. Text the word flyover, and then they'll let you know, hey, this is the next step, but it also gets you a discount when you do that. You know, this has become one of our most anticipated segments by a lot of people. Yes. Um, you know, that when we go out, we're speaking, we're at events, or a lot of texts and emails we get. It's like, I look forward to that segment mm-hmm. you do. Uh, and people are consistently watch it. They want to know what is going on because that's a concern with everybody's finances. We try and do it. There's, there's a lot of crazy things going on in the economy, and some of them are dark and bad and all that doom and gloom. But we wouldn't even do this segment if we didn't have hope that's attached right. to it, something actionable yep. that you could do. So we have mm-hmm. a guy that not just one of these – Guys running out with one PhD. Yeah, not just one. That's we, the, yeah. The times are too dire. We need two <laughs> minimums. We have Doctor Doctor Kirk Elliott. Doctor Doctor. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna have to stop it too because I'm not getting a third. <laughs> it, who was the second one sounded at the time? It was rough, and it's like, man. That's a lot of work to get those PhDs, right? So, so we're cutting it. Cutting You're it done. Off too. But if but if you do, we'll just keep adding it because I have a personal belief that you need every every PhD you get and needs to be represented. So yeah. if you get a third one, it'll be doctor, 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 doctor Kirk for Kelly, sure. And, and uh, we'll just keep going. Well, I'll just tell you this: we are so thankful. I know it was a huge sacrifice because you already had a full-time job, you're married, you had children. I mean, it was a lot to get these two PhDs, but we are so thankful that you did that because honestly, everything that you did leading up to now has put you in a position that you can help all of us. But coming from a place um, where there's peace, you know know what's going on, but there's always hope because everything is grounded in God and it's absolutely amazing. So we are so thankful for the two PhDs that you did get. Well, it's hope. Yep. I mean, that's what the gospel is all about is, is hope. Right. And, and here's where in, in today's world, you know, it, we, this is so amplified. It, it truly is because, you know, there's the passage of scripture that says hope deferred makes a heart sick. Mm-hmm. Well, this is truly people have lost hope because we've got politicians that are fighting. We've got factions fighting against factions. We've got people that hate everybody else for every reason under the sun. And it's like, it's just heavy, right? It's mm-hmm. just like, and people have lost hope that we can even overcome and and let alone survive. But right. I want to tell everybody, 
don't have to settle for surviving. We can thrive. And this is part of what we do is, is we try person by person by person to reinstill that sense of hope. You know, we do it with your finances, but you know what? That's, that's a way to start. Cause once mm-hmm. you've got that yeah. part short up, you're going to feel more confident about other stuff and about talking to your neighbor about politics and about religion and about all these other things where people have truly lost hope. And, and that's how a democratic Republic ends, right? Mm-hmm. There's a cycle of democracy, right? As you, as you cycle through it, you know, First, you have great hope as, as you like if you look back at the history of our country, you know, our, our ancestors fled Europe because of religious persecution. What did they do? They fought. They fought the Revolutionary War. They, they fought hard. They, we won. Mm-hmm. And then that created a foundation of success and, mm-hmm. and courage and abundance. And, but abundance and prosperity generally lead to apathy. And once you have too long of a cycle of apathy, that leads back to dependence Right. And so it's this cycle that we're in. And right now, and it, it was dependence that caused us to want to reach out to actually start new again, way back in the day. Right. So it's this cycle that keeps going around. And right now we are in this dependency stage. We're mm-hmm. dependent on the government, for everything mm-hmm. and we're moving towards central bank digital currency, which actually will make us completely 100 percent dependent yeah. on the government. Right. Because they're the ones that control the purse strings. They're the ones that can tell you if you can either either buy or sell, right? Yep. So they're going to force compliance into their system, right? And so this is this world where people have lost hope, right? And mm-hmm. a lot of, like this week was a big week for reports that came out. A lot of housing stuff came mm-hmm. out. You had, oh, what did you have? You had the MBA mortgage applications number, new new home sales, consumer confidence came out this week, personal income, personal spending, pending home sales, personal savings rate, you know, boom. It's like this all out onslaught of bad news because reports, <laughs> you know, they're, they're not good. And the not ones good. that even do look kind of good, it's because they're fudging the numbers, right? Because we're not living in a good economy right now under Biden's economy, mm-hmm. right? So- so you've got these problems, right? And these problems are being exacerbated by by a lot of things that that we're seeing. So so what in housing, you know, I want to talk a little bit about housing today because the housing market as bad as these numbers look, they are going to get worse. And I hate to be a prophet of gloom and doom, but it's just a function of math. You've got lowering wages, you've got rising interest rates and you've got rising inflation. People can't spend as much and banks have no money to lend out. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, my word, why would Bad you think combination. that the market is actually going to do okay? So so there's this report on Zero Hedge, you know, talking about, here's, the, here's the, the headline. We scrambled and spoke with well over 100 banks. Well, not one will provide financing. What are wow. they talking about? So in this report, they're talking about the lending freeze by banks for, for construction loans. They're not lending out money for new construction, right? Because they're afraid they're not even going to, that these home buyer builders right now that get this construction loans, that they're not going to be able to pay off their loan because they don't get the construction loan doesn't get paid off until you sell the house. Well, houses now are coming down day after day after day after day as, as interest rates rise and people can't afford them. So even the amount that you would give on a construction loan once you eat up the margin that the construction company would use to pay their bills and everything else, well, now you're you're digging into equity. So the lending freeze in new construction mm-hmm. is one to to actually 
probably make the economy sell and the market sell more pending home sales to make that lumber number look good. But they're also banks are banks. They're in the business to make money. They're afraid that they're not going to get paid is, is really the bottom mm-hmm. line, which is why there's a lending freeze on new construction. There's also a lending freeze on home equity lines of credit. So people who are going to have to tap into their home equity lines or even get one to try to get through this dark time in our economy, they can't get that either because banks don't have any money. See, this is this is the wild and crazy world that we're living in right now where banks have this catch-22. They're in the business of lending money. It's how they make money. Well, actually, they're in the business of using your money to invest themselves. Right. They don't They don't have Right. But but one of the ways that they make money is by lending money, but they can't because they don't have any money. Right. So so here's the problem, which is why even Jamie Dimon at J.P. Morgan Chase says, you know, that the economy is this rising interest rates is, is going to undress is his exact words, problems in the economy. Right. As we move forward. And what is that undressing that people that carry debt are going to be pinched even more and banks mm-hmm. will run out of money more bank runs and more bank failures. So, so, but have no fear, right? The government has a plan, right? So, oh, no. So, okay. Yeah. So this is one of the <laughs> dumbest plans that I think I've ever seen in, in a long, long time. I mean, it's wildly dumb. So, so Biden has oh, this no. plan. It's going to cost home buyers with good credit um, more money to get, to get their, their mortgage. So, to me, this is, I mean, literally, I'm calling it what it is. It's like racial profiling. It's social reengineering is, is what it is. Because if you look, okay, generally, Caucasian households have, and according to this article, white communities, the average credit score was 727. Hispanic communities, 667. And black communities, 627. These are the credit scores, the average credit scores. This is this three. is Newsweek. Yeah, Newsweek article. Yeah, this is Newsweek, right? This is a Newsweek. So they're, these are the demographics of, of the country that we're living in. So what is the Biden stupid plan? Well, he wants to basically have people with good credit. Let's call it 700 or more. They didn't actually say that number, but just knowing market, you know, knowing banks like I do. Mm-hmm. Okay, 700 is considered a relatively good credit score. So people who have a good credit score add $60 a month to their to their mortgage payment so they can give loans to people that have lower credit scores. Oh okay, my so, gosh. I mean, so imagine it's like, okay, if banks want to give loans to people with low credit scores because they then then have the banks pay for it. Yeah. Don't they're penalizing have, people that have done well. Yeah, so so here's the the idiocy and lunacy of this plan is it's going to squeeze out the the people, you know, in the in the kind of middle income America plan that are just kind of they can afford a house but boy, it's a stretch, right? So now they're going to cause them to not even purchase a home. Right? And the ones that are getting a home don't necessarily have good enough credit to actually maintain a home. This is 2009. All over. That's again. what it sounds oh, like the yeah. lending practices before the collapse. Yeah. When people got loans that shouldn't have gotten loans, that was the subprime lending crisis. That was caused all of 2009. This is what they're doing yet again. So one of the politicians in this article, I can't remember who it was, basically said, you know, uh, oh, it was Larry. I think it was Larry Summers, um, possibly a basically economic advisor 
to presidents, right? He says, you can't just give a single one-time handout, right? Because what what will that do? Oh, it's Larry Kudlow, not Larry Summers. Larry Kudlow says, you know, you can't, if you give people a one-time benefit, well, then ongoing, they're going to actually be behind the eight ball. You can't just give somebody one thing once. You're going to have to give it to them over and over and oh over and gosh. over again to be able to afford it, right? So so this is why they're taking yeah. money from people that have good credit to give it to people who have bad credit. And they're basically saying, all of you have worked really hard, created a good FICO credit score for mm-hmm. yourself, paid your bill. You're going to have to pay for the people who haven't. The banks aren't going to do that. The banks don't have any money. So we're going to make you do it, right? To me, this is social reengineering. Mm-hmm. And this is actually kind of class warfare. Is, yeah. is what it is. It's great equalizer, right? They want everybody to be equal, but this is going to create mayhem in the markets and it's going to cause more mortgage failures because people who are getting mortgages shouldn't. This is right. what caused the 2009 crisis, right? So, but yet this is their plan. This is their plan to sell more houses and, and, and boost the housing market is to give people with bad credit little bit better of a credit score and the ones who have a good credit score charge yeah. them more to get a house. I mean, just lunacy. I mean, it this is, is so crazy. And, and the thing is, it probably will work initially. I mean, they'll get the results they want. They're going to have increased sales, more transactions. You know, I mean, it, it'll, it'll solve the problem short term, which is probably what they're looking at coming into an election. Year. When, when do the people with the great credit scores that have worked their, Batuski's off to be like, okay, I'm going to pay my bills on time and make sure I have a really good credit score. When do they say, hey, wait a second here. Why am I being being penalized for doing something right? No, it's easy. You just miss a payment right before you go in for your loan. There you go. So you have a, a, a lower credit score. Well, that's what you got to do to well, make see, it in this, America. So this Newsweek article made it into a racial thing, right? It's like, okay, these, these, you know, different segments of society, the Hispanics and the blacks have these lower credit scores. It's like, no, it's people can have bad credit. It doesn't matter no. what race or nationality are. People can have bad credit, but they made it they made it racial, right? Mm-hmm. Is is what they did. And so now if you're against this plan, now you're you're, you're gonna be classified as a racist. It's it's simply a matter of people uh, I don't care what race or religion or political mm-hmm. side of the fence you're on. If you can afford a home, get one. If you can't afford a home, you shouldn't get right. one. Right. This, this is what it's all about. But this is not what politics is all about. Politics is about division, not unification. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this one, Bill, is very divisive just by the way that they're messaging it. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like you're not in favor of this. You don't you don't like minorities in this country. You're a racist. Right. You, wow. you need to be in favor of this. I mean, this is what this is going to. I can almost guarantee and, it. And you bring that kind of Which ideology not- into something that's as clear and, and, and accurate as economics. You know, it's like mm-hmm. it's like insurance companies and people like that, like the actuarial departments. They do the math on this stuff. They need hey, people to have this credit score tend to make their payments. If you have this credit score, you tend to not to. You know, a 20 year old boy buying a motorcycle is going to be a risk. Mm-hmm. A 20 year old girl. You know, it's like, well, that's your discriminating. No, it's just there's not a lot of those fail videos on YouTube, you know, where some guys like here, hold my beer. I can jump off the roof into the swimming pool like mm-hmm. they, they do. There's a reason these things exist, 
you know, and it, there, and, there it, is and you can, and you get, it should get a loan. When you get a loan, it should be completely blind of race. It should be based on qualifications. But it doesn't have anything to do with race. So I know there's African-Americans that have a 700 score and higher. Patrick there's Mahomes Hispanics. here in Kansas City is building a brand new home. Yeah, there's Hispanics that He's have a 700 score and higher. There's Caucasian that have a 700 score. So it's hurting everyone that has a 700 score everyone. or higher. Everyone. Everyone across the board. And, and it's this the great equalizing moment that the government and their, and their social reengineering of our society thinks this is going to be great on getting votes and we can create more race and more class warfare than what we already had. This is this is how politicians get power is by creating this division, right? So so this is this is how I see it. But but there's one step further where my mind went with this as well. It's like this social reengineering, this this uh social credit score is going to be tied to your digital social profile moving forward with central bank digital currency coming, mm-hmm. right? So it's like oh you you are actually a racist or you're you're against people of different not just ethnicities but different religions different politics different genders right different everything see this is just one way of them actually putting your social credit scoring system in into place here it's like well we're going to charge you more in this credit debit system that's coming from central banks it's like this is this is all part of it. It's all part of the re-engineering of the world. And I'm telling you this, it is not going to work. It's going to be a colossal fail because people who get a loan shouldn't get a loan. Mm-hmm. Right. And people who who've worked really hard that should get a better rate are now going to be charged more. Right. Right. I mean, this is this is bizarre. Mm-hmm. Well, rewarded I mean, behavior gets the- repeated. And if you want if you know. When you're rewarding the things that don't produce growth and stability long term, you got more defaults, mm-hmm. you know, and and those challenges. But again, they're probably doing a smart thing for their own benefit when you're 18 months from an election, mm-hmm. because th- the major catastrophe of this probably won't fall during Biden's four year term. Well, you also have to look I, at you know, does it change anything as as far as like. Um, the the voting and being in certain areas that they weren't getting votes before that they're now trying to get votes for. So if they do something like this, they're getting these people into certain areas that now they're going to get votes in those areas that they weren't getting them before. Yeah, it has everything to do with that, right? But it, at least in my opinion, mm-hmm. it certainly does. But I mean, this is so dumb. It's like if you if you were to put it in different words, it's like, let's say we're talking about health and people's weight, Right. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. people who are thin and athletic, we're going to charge them more for their food. People right. who are obese really have a weight problem. We're going to charge them less. I mean, that's yeah. exactly what they're doing. But on, on mm-hmm. the housing, mm-hmm. front, yep. it's like, this makes zero sense. Mm-hmm. It is not going to fix a problem, it is going to worsen mm-hmm. an already existing problem, right? Which is a problem that they created by printing money out of thin air, creating inflation and raising rates so people can't afford to buy houses. I mean, this is. It's got to be out of that know. system, though. We got to be yeah. out of the fiat system yeah. and protect ourselves from that. We need to That's, be pay, charging these politicians more money for their homes. That's what we need to be doing. The ones that cause the problem should be the one paying. Yes, they should. They absolutely <laughs> should. But you know what? Now you're talking sense and you're talking reason. <laughs> it's like you can't, you can't do that, Stacey. Not when you're talking about politics. You can't be the voice of reason. 
<laughs> Unbelievable. Okay, so how do we protect ourselves against this crazy administration and what they're putting out there? Because they are absolutely crazy. What do we do to protect ourselves? So this is going to kill the housing market. When housing market gets slaughtered, stock market, bond market go with it, right? I mean, this is all, and and people aren't going to be able to sell their stuff. I mean, it's just going to be bad. So, so what we do, it's like, okay, what actually is thriving during times like this gold and silver are, right? So this is our, our, to use a stupid term, it's our silver lining to this storm cloud, mm-hmm. right? Is, is you should invest into something that's growing and in different times throughout history, there's different things, right? So right now it happens to be silver. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's gold, maybe it's stocks, maybe it's bonds, right? Depending, depending on the policies that come out of D.C., tells us what a safe and prudent allocation into any asset would be. Well, right now, because there's zero good policies coming out of D.C., gold and silver thrive. <laughs> yep. Yeah. They, just, they just thrive, right? So it's like, not, it's not that I'm against any asset class. I'm not against stocks. I'm not against bonds. I'm not against real estate. I'm not against any of them. But boy, I sure am for right now on mm-hmm. some of them because our goal as wise and prudent investors is to buy low and sell high, minimize risk, maximize return. Where that is right now, because of the policies coming out of D.C., points, all fingers are pointing towards silver. Mm-hmm. It's a way to protect yourself. And Flyover family, you can go to flyovergold.com. It's a landing page. When you scroll down to the bottom, there's a place that you can fill out your information. When you do that, it puts you um, in line for somebody from Dr. Kirk's team to get a hold of you, to answer your questions, to help you to walk through this process. And it's absolutely free. It's going to help you be able to sleep at night knowing, okay, I've gotten myself out of this crazy system. Don't wait. Do it today, or you can call 720-605-3900. We're so thankful that we have, every month, we're consistently doing something to protect ourselves, and we're thankful for you, Dr. Kirk. Are you having a hard time sleeping at night, thinking, what am I going to do about my finances? You know, times are really changing. They're changing fast. Let me give you a quick example of how, in 1920, if you had a $20 bill and one ounce of gold, you could go into any men's clothing store and buy an entire suit. Wow. The, the jacket, the shirt, the belt, shoes, the whole bit. Today, that $20 bill, what's it going to get you? Not much. Maybe the socks, maybe a <laughs> handkerchief, but the one ounce of gold could still buy you the entire suit at any men's store in America. That's the difference. That's what inflation does to your dollar. It's a deflating dollar caused by inflation. Now, today, that's happening faster than ever. You need somebody that you trust that can help get you out of a fake currency and into something that's going to keep you safe. And we know a guy that has two PhDs by the name of Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott. We have known him for over 25 years, and he's someone we completely trust. You need somebody that you can get a hold of, somebody that's going to be there for you to get back out of it, and then maybe back into the stock market, maybe back into something else when things settle down. But right now is not that time. You need somebody that you trust and somebody you can call and make those worries go away. That's exactly right. So you can go to flyovergold.com. Dot com. Fill out your information for your free consultation, or you can call 720-605-3900. Do it today. You'll be glad you did. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Flyover Conservatives podcast with David and Stacey Whited. Please subscribe, hit the notification bell, and leave us a comment below. Lastly, if you enjoyed today's podcast, share with those who came to mind. Be blessed and make it a great day.